0: Welcome to the Close Quarter Dad podcast, discussions about raising your kids with confidence, safety, and resilience. I'm your host, Adam Mitchell, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey there, I wanna welcome you to Point of No Return, a special edition of the Close Quarter Dad podcast where I step into uh, videos or content that I found on the web this week. Maybe it's someone shared it with me. Maybe it was something that was in a news uh, article Possibly I saw it on social media. But I feel that it's relevant for dads to have a conversation around. And oftentimes, I'm going to bring in professionals, whether they're in law enforcement, whether they're in, um, whether they're in uh, an attorney, or they could have a special profession or be an expert in some, some lane here where this discussion, uh, th- th- they're going to be able to bring value to the discussion. So you can look forward to that. So each week, I really want to kind of step into the situations that have escalated to points of no return. And uh, we're going to kind of get some optics into that, and this is going to help us form our discussions and conversations that we have with our children or with other people uh, who are helping to support their children in growing to become more resilient, more confident, be able to keep themselves safe as they grow into life. Now, if you're just listening to this, I'm going to go step by step through today's video, and this is a sad situation of a young lady um, she's pursued. Uh, it's, in, it's outside. It's just in plain view in general public. We're going to see some really common things that happen and we're going to break down why they're happening uh, because there's a lot of sort of misnomers around the response of bystanders, around why this girl is not doing certain things when she's being assaulted. And we, especially as dads, we need to understand why some of these things are happening and what we can do to um, build our children to act in different ways in these situations. So if you're just listening to this and you wanna check out the video, then you can hop over to closequarterdad.com, go to the blog section, and you will be able to find the video uh, over there. If not, then just stay along for the audio uh, and we're gonna be explaining some really important points. Okay, now in today's video, the first thing that I really wanna share is that the reality of this is that the girl did a good job. Um, From what I've seen in the security camera and without knowing what led to this or where she's headed to, it's kind of tough to tell, but she did, however, uh, fight back. Now, here's the deal. You can have all the mat time and all the black belts holding your pants up, but when your child is suddenly fighting for their life, like this girl's doing here in the video, then biomechanical response and involuntary gross motor skills, uh, they take an immediate front seat. And the complex kicks and uh, choke holds and uh, leg sweeps and all this stuff that takes complex motor skill, all of that kind of takes a backseat. And this is the first thing that we have to understand because in this video, this is very, very clear. Now, consistent exposure to different stimulus is what's most important. And uh, most kids really don't have this. And when we step into the video in the first few seconds, we're going to see here that the girl. When we just press play. We're going to see that she's at first she's running and she's overtaken. Fight or flight's very real, um, but when confronted, physiological response in both the arms and the legs go numb first, and we see this is exactly what happens right when she gets up against the fence. And like I already said, taekwondo kicks they just go out the window, and Brazilian jiu-jitsu half guards are kind of meaningless. Uh, and thousands of years of human evolution kind of kick in and they know that the arms and the legs are going to take the first cuts. Uh, and thus that response is to pull blood inward. It's kind of why your legs go weak when you're scared or some, you know, really attractive girl suddenly likes you and you know, you get weak need and all that. That's, That's why that happens. Um, the thing to understand though is that this type of response can be overridden but what I already said is it takes exposure and this is really where we come in this is the, this is the key point that you need to understand is bringing your children to points of exposure so that they can function in these moments where the body the physiological response and, and 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 hundreds of generations of evolution are going to kick in uh it, you know the body saying saber-toothed tiger, it's gonna bite me, it's gonna fight, I'm gonna throw my hands out, I'm gonna rake and claw, and my arms and legs are gonna get cut first, so it's gonna pull the blood back. But through exposure, we can help our kids get through a situation like this. Now let's get back to the video. Um, yeah, well before that, one of the things to also point out is that when this happens, the body wants to quickly get rid and dispose of toxin, toxins uh, in case of, uh, in case of internal injury. In a fight, and it's why it's usually why people will kind of urinate or they'll soil themselves um, when you know when they're really really scared. It's uh, it's also part of the reason why people will squat and they'll drop or they'll crouch uh, down close to the ground when they're afraid. Okay, the next step is confusion. So we see that she freezes up in a moment, almost like she doesn't know what to do. And this is really where a lot of onlookers will watch this video. And they'll be like, why didn't she do something? Well, my kid would do something because my kid takes Brazilian jiu-jitsu or is a black belt in taekwondo or does karate or whatever. But the reality is you need to understand is that this girl is going through what's called the freeze or it is the freeze factor. You know, you've all probably heard before that I got stabbed a dozen times before I had any clue what was going on or this happened so fast and I just kind of froze. I didn't know what to do. I'm sure that probably most of you have already experienced this. Um, This usually happens at that moment of the point of no return. You're gonna hear me if you're familiar with my work uh, and the work of other uh, experts and professionals in personal protection. This is a common thing. I mean, this is, this is one of the most important things that you as a parent or someone who's teaching personal protection must understand. And, and uh, it goes hand in hand with uh, contact and impact shock. When that shock has begun of impact, of getting hit, or the shock has happened when a small child is suddenly grabbed onto by a large hand that that child has never been exposed to or or any type of physical contact, there's a point of confusion that happens. And this is called the freeze. And this girl in this video, she did the classic freeze. Her fight or flight response is pretty, it's pretty haywire. So she completely locks up and she's not able to step into a place where she has agency over her response. I'm going to bet that this girl has a big brother or two because her freeze is really short. She remains engaged, it seems, for about five or so seconds and doesn't really turn her back to. And doesn't really kind of turn her back to him that much. She, yeah, Okay, right here she fires one knee and uh, and then she has kind of a limp kick that she tries to throw out. Uh, before going to the ground. Yeah, her legs are kind of helpless, and, and you can see she's scared, but she's still trying. Okay, and this is like, this is a perfect example of she doesn't have full support of her legs because her legs have gone weak as a result of this response. Um, this guy's done this before. It's kind of easy to read. You see how he handles her legs on the takedown. He's not like a wrestler, he's got no experience in martial arts or wrestling, but he knows how to grab a leg. Uh, he's not trained, but he's experienced. Um, you know, the legs are, yeah, the legs are frozen. It's a, it's a pretty easy overcome. Hey there, I want to take a quick break from this episode. I hope you're enjoying it. I want to share with you the work that we do over at Close Quarter Dad. It's a community of men who are learning how to really promote resilience, confidence, and a lifestyle of safety with their children. We have programs and courses inside the community that range from how to teach your children personal protection, loss prevention if they get lost in the woods or in a wilderness setting. and We also go over uh, abduction scenarios and what to do in those cases. It's the worst case scenario, of course, for us as dads. Um, Then we go on to um, family safety and their role in the unit of the family. And then the final quarter is on last resort training where we talk about how to communicate and work with your children on certain catastrophe situations, um, extreme crisis situations, and some real heavy mindset stuff, Um, and how to do this at all ages, because communicating to a five-year-old little boy is a lot different than a 16-year-old little girl. I don't need to tell you that. But life comes at us in all different directions, and we want to make sure as dads, where they're available to make sure that our children have what it takes when it counts when we're not there for them if this sounds interesting to you i'd love you to hop on over to close quarter dad learn about the community and if you have any questions i'd love you to contact me directly i'm available for you uh, let's get back to the podcast okay so here you see three cars passing slowly so the girl's down on the ground she almost goes up against that tree and uh, cars are driving by. And that's a circumstance of culture, sadly. Um, and then here you can see the third car starts to stop. Uh, and as the, right, yeah. So so the third car kind of stops as the bad guy is now trying to roll her leg up. And you can see that he's going into a, like a, a sexually predator position here. Like he's, he's, he's kind of trying to mount her and get on top and... Um, but, but suddenly, as that car stops, he gets up and he just casually walks away. And it's at this point now that the bystanders feel as though they can approach. OK, well we need to understand that this is common. Uh, a lot of people say, well, I would have jumped in and I would have done this and I would have done that. And, and maybe so. Maybe so. Maybe it's because you have exposure. Maybe you've, uh, you have first response or uh, military uh, background where you've actually been in combat and you've gotten past this exposure threshold or law enforcement, you can step into these situations easily. But the reality is, is that most people do not. Um, this is common and you can't blame it on these bystanders uh, as, like I just said, all of them are going to, most of them are going to freeze um, and they freeze as a witness. There's a key reason why uh, bullying is so prominent as kids are not trained on Really, how to manage this response and 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 engage a threat uh, and a threat to another kid, another child. Now, as dads, that should be in this video. I feel this should be our biggest takeaway, because what we're seeing here now is we're bringing in a second victim. Where before, we want to point the finger at these bystanders um, and say, you know, how come nobody rushed in to help her? Uh, if we're able to understand. That bystanders have a freeze factor as well, where they don't know they they they're not supposed to run, they don't want to jump into danger naturally. They don't want to, They don't really know what's going on. They're confused. So they their response freezes. Their response, their timing, everything freezes. Uh, and if we can understand this as dads, then we start to get a bigger, more holistic picture of conflict and how to help our children through that. Now. She could have dropped her purse. She could have given him what he wanted, uh, you know. But I'm all those things that a lot of self defense programs talk about. I'm not really too too much of a fan of that approach. Uh, she could have kicked his ass if she was a martial artist. We've already like kind of said that's sort of the common thing. Why didn't she just do this or do that? It's just not going to happen. Um, and the reality is is that oftentimes just a little bit of knowledge can actually create more trouble, um, but it can also save your life. Uh, but again, this takes exposure. It's tough to tell. Um, this girl did have some fight in her. And with that exposure in her, uh, that exposure to impact uh, and to threat, uh, that's kind of what kept her going here. That's my guess. Uh, and this exposure, I keep saying, I'm going to keep pounding it into you dads. It's vital. Um, and But the problem with martial arts, most martial arts, is that this type of training of exposure uh, where someone doesn't know how to respond is, um, is often missed. And this can be simulated in a lot of, a lot of different ways. Uh, it comes through experience that we as dads provide for our children, and it comes through resilience and letting kids take risks, letting them uh, explore things that are, that are risky, uh, and letting them take their lumps, letting them get bumped up. And I really mean this. This girl has some street smarts, uh, maybe not a lot, but she has enough. And I think that that was what we see here in this video. She didn't collapse immediately. Uh, she didn't become immediately passive and submit. Uh, she was willing uh, to go right to her phone and call someone. So that point of confusion can often linger into past post-conflict where the has gotten up and left, where they just don't know what to do. Uh, and there's a chemical dump that happens inside. She actually had the agency to take her phone, pull her panties up, or look like she's pulling, putting her underwear back on. The guy had tried to pull down. Uh, I mean, this is just a horrible situation. But she was able to function. It looked like she was able to communicate as the people came over. Um, she probably most likely couldn't get up for a few minutes. So that's my take. And uh, you know, I'm pretty sad for her, but I'm also glad that it stopped where it did. Uh, and as we know, sadly, too often it doesn't. Uh, so the takeaway for for you should be to do scary, hard physical experiences with your children if you have young children. Um, you know, like I said, there's a strategy to do this. I have a couple of other podcast episodes about how to do this. Um, I'll put those in the description, links to them. Uh But the important thing is is that having her do stuff that's scary or risky isn't it alone. You actually have to lead her on that, and that's kind of the important part here. Um, You have to go first, Dad. So um, this shows her that when confronted with risk or threat or fear, that it can be overcome, that it can be accomplished. You're showing her the opportunity. and if she gets more comfortable being able to process this type of stimulus, being able to process how to function, uh, have decision-making in, in extremely short bursts of time, while the chemical dump of fear is trying to override judgment, that is going to be the fuel to build the training of martial arts on top of. It doesn't make a difference. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Karate, Krav Maga. We can have this discussion about like what's the best, but that means nothing. If this work isn't done first, and this is really, this is the epicenter of the work that I want men to be doing with their children. Another thing that's going to help is allowing her to process the fear after she's experienced it. This is extremely critical. Um, And she needs to be able to, and as well do you, uh, recognize what's called looping in their emotions after overcoming this fearful situation that you're helping her, in, introducing her to, uh, and helping him or her manage. Um, you know, if you're able to do this, then they are going to have much greater agency over this post conflict. And the reason why this is so important is because this is where judgment, things like self triage, uh, escape, looking for help, um, contacting uh, first response, communicating with law enforcement when they show up, all these different things that happen after work are so incredibly vital to understanding personal protection. And unfortunately, especially in martial arts, because martial arts exists mostly in the point of no return, but if you are able to identify the looping in post-conflict, you're going to be able to help her have better uh, control and uh, solidify and harden the emotional response. Look, remember um, remember the first time you got into a fistfight? And uh, after that, all you did is had to talk, talk, talk. You told the story over and over and over uh, about that story. Uh, or maybe, you know, one of your kids has gotten into a fight or got in a car accident and they were, you know, they were okay or whatever the situation, after that conflict, there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a chemical reason for this. I'm not going to get into it right now, but they loop and they tell the story over and over again. Okay, If your child understands that this is going to happen, they're going to be able to have better control over that. This is going to really be able to shorten the gaps in post-conflict and allow them to be able to function even if they're in physical or extreme emotional or mental pain. Yeah, understanding exactly where, uh, you know, where where making a wrong decision or doing something stupid exists on the risk continuum for your children is important when discussing these topics uh, of safety. Okay, so there's three takeaways that I really want to spotlight here for fathers. The first is that we are dads who teach children to be resilient, confident, and recognize escalation and how to quickly uh, get safe from threats. Do not let a false sense of safety created from martial arts training skew your children's judgment or your own. Track and field skills are going to save more lives than any black belts are going to this year. However, as a professional martial artist, uh, I do not believe that there are too many things in a child's life more beneficial than a good martial arts program. The second thing is that we are dads who prepare our kids to stand up, teaching them how to engage as concerned leaders, unwilling to let suffering take place in front of them and refuse to live as traumatized onlookers. We raise kids who take action, who have empathy and know how to resolve situations. We know those emotions linger with them for life and they will leak out in ways we'll never put our finger on. We know that when kids are witness to cruelty over and over and simply don't know what to do, it leads to long-term trauma. We understand this. So we're able to nip it in the butt before it happens. That's more a risk than the first one. The onlooker thing. We need to make sure that we understand and we do not let our children live life as onlookers. As these people in the street who drove by watching a young girl almost get raped in broad daylight, then live the rest of their life looking out of that window knowing that they didn't do anything. Even some of those people in this video who drove by and didn't see the end of it will live the rest of their life not knowing what the outcome was we cannot let our children be in this place that's why i say number two the second one is more important than creating false senses of security in their life not letting them go through life with the gunslinger prepper mentality or the tough guy mentality and all these false narratives that will only lead to pain trauma and suffering do not let your child live as an onlooker and the third we have to raise men who are not like this criminal, but acknowledge what is criminal behavior. We don't want our children to grow up in snow globes of a martial arts school or in the snow globe of a gym where they get strong and muscular. That doesn't mean anything. We raise men who are not kept naïve to darkness of nature. They know that predators exist because we, as their fathers, introduce them to predators. Mental illness and substance abuse are very real. We teach our children about this. They understand demons do exist. We talk to our boys about these people. We expose them. We explain to them. And we do it all without judgment. We do it all without fear. Uh, We do it all without name calling, really, because we know those are forms of weakness Also, fear, judgment, comparison, name-calling, a child sees all this. They see that if you're doing this, that you have vulnerabilities, that you have insecurities. So when we teach our children, there's no name-calling. There's no labeling a bad guy. We call it what it is and we don't show that weakness. We show our boys this video. We ask them how they feel without adding anything to the discussion. We let them talk, we listen, and we honor them. And I believe that this is how those situations don't happen. By raising men like this who respond who don't live as onlookers and understand what the problem is, who the problem is, why that problem exists and what they can do about it to prevent it from happening in their life. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Point of No Return. I hope you really enjoyed it. If you did, I'd love to hear your comments. I'd like to hear your input. Possibly there was some areas of uh, this video that you saw that I didn't, and I'd love to hear what that is. Um, Please go ahead, wherever you're catching this uh, episode, go ahead and subscribe. If you know another man who might get some value from it, please do share it. Uh, I do all this because I'm passionate about the work that I do, passionate about my children, and I'm passionate about the next generation and making sure that... uh, they have what it takes when it counts. And that's our job. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you. I want to thank you for spending time with us on this episode today. It's truly appreciated. I hope you got some value from it. If you want to go ahead and leave any comments or questions, reach out to me directly. I personally answer all of the questions that you have. If you know someone like yourself who may find value in this episode, then please go ahead and share it. We'd also like to ask you to subscribe to Close Quarter Dad. This way you get updated every time a new episode comes out wherever you're listening to this episode. Thank you so much once again, and we'll see you on the next episode of Close Quarter Dad.